Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ, therefore, forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bashed, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. Listen and enjoy this installment of Iron Sharpening Iron as Pastor Tim answers your sincere questions. Here's Pastor Tim. On this midweek installment of Iron Sharpening Iron, we're going to be discussing the question, should wives refer to their husband as Lord? And, and now, I don't know about you, Tim, but this is definitely a question that I get a lot from women. They're always wondering, hey, shouldn't I be calling my husband Lord? You know, uh, maybe maybe you might detect the slight hint of sarcasm in, yeah. in my tone. But um, what, you know, if we're going to, let's just, maybe this sounds like a ridiculous question, but let's, let's just, let's just humor, humor it for a second. You know, uh, what do you think? Should women be actually referring to their wives as, like as their, their Lord? Their, uh, I mean, to their husbands, yeah, <laughs> as their Lord. Well, um, man. Uh, <coughs> yeah, so I think this is a question that uh, obviously I, I know that many people are dying to have an Roll to. their eyes out. <laughs> roll, their, roll their eyes out uh, as far as that goes. So the, the impulse behind this question is obviously what's happening in First Peter uh, 3, uh, 6, and 7. So... Uh, you know, the, the holy women of old adorn themselves uh, by submitting to their own husbands or being subject to their own husband, verse 5. And then the text says, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And then it goes on to say, and you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that's frightening. So the issue there is that Sarah is put forward as an example of godliness, a woman who adorned herself, not just with external adornment, but with the, you know, the um, uh, hidden person of the heart with the imperishable perishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very uh, precious. So Sarah is that example that's foot forward to women. And there's two uh, elements in the passage itself which are just exceedingly offensive. Now, what we talked about in the last episode was the obey portion. We talked about should women obey their husband as Sarah obeyed Abraham. But then the second question behind that is, well, as you know, women should follow Sarah's example of calling Abraham Lord. So, what do we do with that? You know, should women actually call their husband Lord? And I, I think it's one of those questions that um, 
I've talked to people over the years about this kind of subject, and I've I brought it up as kind of a curiosity because it it, it seems obvious in the passage that women are are being uh, commended to follow example of Sarah, and that has those two functions. And and you know, so I think it's one of those things I've asked ladies, hey, you know, what do you think? You know, would you ever call your husband Lord like Sarah? You know, do you want to be her daughter and her children, <laughs> that kind of thing? And 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 I think almost the universal reaction that I've gotten is that that's one of the most ridiculous questions that you could possibly ask, right? <laughs> yeah. It's the stupidest. You must gonna, be joking. You must be joking. This is, you know, you being absurd and obscene and everything else. But then I think it's a fair question. It's one of those questions that um, it, it it's the kind of question that I think there's not a simple answer to. Uh, so part of me wants to say yes and part of me wants to say no. But then uh, it's something I've had to think a lot about and try to develop uh, what what I think the Bible actually is teaching about at that point, and I and I, I think that there's um, like just my initial impulse behind the question is that obviously if you want to be like Sarah, you would follow her example. This is what you're told to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like the the idea of follow, uh, calling your husband Lord in the in the Greek, it's uh, kurios is the word, which is just basically your standard. Um, word for Lord. And so at a certain sense, it's like if you're a, a woman who wants to follow the Bible, it seems strange to have just like a uh, horrified response to that kind of question, If as, as far as that goes. It, it seems like mm-hmm. it, you should at the very least be open to the idea of doing that, even if maybe you think it's cultural bound or anything else. And so uh, so part of it is like it, it seems to me that um, if you actually understand what marriage is and you understand what the kind of relationship a wife has with her husband, essentially the, the kind of relationship a wife has with her husband is one where the husband is a king of his household, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So all the language in the passage is the language of kingship or lordship or any or whatever else, right? So like you think about wives being subject to your husband, what kind of language is that? It's the language of lordship or kingship within the home. Mm-hmm. And so if you're to be subject to your husband, you know, subject yourself as a, like a citizen would to a king, it seems to me that it wouldn't be some great monstrous crime to use a word that um reflects that as far as that goes uh, now like the question though is like that, that i think this is the pushback and this is the question that i i've had that i've had to wrestle with and think through as it relates to this kind of thing is it's like well is this kind of an archaic term does that make sense yeah so you're encouraged to follow her example but then like is this like you're following her example in terms of like using the exact uh, phrase that she's used or is it following your example in, in that kind of attitude that you should have primarily so just to give you an example if if um let's say that abraham was an archduke of sarah or something like that right mm-hmm. all right so and then the text read you know basically um even as sarah obeyed abraham calling him archduke right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Archduke Abraham. Archduke Abraham. And you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that's frightening. So in that way, you might say, well, you know, is my husband literally an archduke? You know, do I have the same kind of relationship to my husband as Sarah had to Abraham? 
Like, can't I just call him a respectful title that kind of matches the kind of relationship we actually have, right? So, like, she might have called him Archduke because he was literally an Archduke, but then my husband isn't an Archduke, so why would I call him an Archduke, (laughs) right? (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, So I I think that that's kind of a – I I think that there's something to that except for the fact that the word chorus is a word that we still use for God, and we don't feel like anachronistic or strange in using it. Does that make sense? Um, maybe maybe explain that a little more. All right. So the word kurios there is the standard word for Lord or Master, if that makes sense. Okay. And so it's it's just, it's just a you know a standard word that we use and we use it in relation to God and we don't feel embarrassed. We don't feel anachronistic by calling God our Lord, right? Right. Uh, like we don't feel like strange, like saying, you know, Lord Jesus or something like that. Like we, it's a word that basically is a word that indicates authority and there's a master over us and we are, you know, servants to that master and no one really like thinks twice about doing that. Or if they do, it's because they're not really a believer as far as that goes. And so I, I don't, I don't think that like the issue is that this word is entirely anachronistic. I think the problem, part of the problem is that the word is offensive because it's, uh, indicating some sort of authority relationship and it's it's the kind of thing that most people want to divest from a husband wife relationship does that make sense Mm -hmm. so like what most people think of when they like because we've kind of trained ourselves to not think of marriage in an authoritative sense at all is that most people kind of have a hallmark uh, movie view of what marriage is where essentially, you know, you're looking for your opposite sex bestie to, you know, do life with together forever, right? Right. You know, marriage is an equal partnership. And I mean, I think what most people naturally think of when they think of the nature of what marriage is, is just like two opposite sex besties who are functionally roommates with benefits or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I mean, that's what it is in the minds of most people. And so then if you were to like call your husband Lord or something like that, it's like, whoa, that seems like very degrading and strange and, you know, odd and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. It just feels like really strange. But then like part of the problem is that, you know, we, we're living in a country that has cast off all of these titles, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so it used to be that like wives would call their husbands sir or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or you know, like like if you lived in the fifties or you lived in the forties or whatever, you know, your husband, your wife might call you Mister Kerrig, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then she might say, "Sir," you know, "Yes, sir," to you or something like that. Now, like one of the things that has happened is we've chucked all the honorifics, essentially, right? As it relates to a marriage relationship, yeah. But the problem is that we still kind of retain them in other areas. Do you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you were to like talk to the president, you have some, you know, Mister President. You're supposed to say as a formal way of showing respect, essentially, right? right? If you talk to the king, the queen, or whatever, you're supposed to say your majesty or whatever it is that you're supposed to say uh, to the fake queen over there in, you know, Britain, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the figurehead. Uh, but, you know, in, in every kind of authority relationship that there, like, that there really is, like even in the South, you know, we used to have something that we had in our mind that, you know, uh, uh, young people should say to older people, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, that kind of thing, Right. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that's happened is when you're like living in a society that basically chucks all that is you chuck all the honorifics, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
so that they become less common. They become kind of obnoxious and everything else. And so part of the issue with uh, like this idea, should a you know, wife call her husband Lord? And part, part of me wants to say, I, I don't know that the intent, like, like in, in the first instance, it's the word Corias. So should, you know, a wife like say to her husband Corias, well, probably not. You need to translate it into a modern equivalent, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to follow Sarah's example, translate it into some modern equivalent. The problem is that there no longer exists a modern equivalent anymore. Does that, do you follow what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so there's no modern equivalent, meaning like um, like, um, like the idea, uh, I, th- I think in one of Douglas Wilson's books, like Reforming Marriage, he basically says that, you know, a husband is a lord. And, and this was like written 16 years ago or something like that. Uh, that's what a husband is. He's the lord of his household. He's the lord of his home. So when uh, a wife refers to um, her husband as, lo- uh, as husband, uh, she is acknowledging him as her Lord. That's what the word husband means. And one of the funny things about it is if you actually look up the word Lord in the Bible, or look up the word Lord uh, in the dictionary, one of the things that you're going to find is that uh, the the definition of a a Lord is one having power and authority over others, okay? Mm -hmm. A ruler by hereditary right or preeminence to whom service and obedience is due. All right, and then if you look at number five, or number D, obsolete. A lord is the male head of a household, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> obsolete. And uh, uh, you know, uh, usage E, a lord is a husband. So it used to be that we understood the word husband itself to be a synonym for the word lord. If huh. that, I didn't know that. Even in the English language, like we used to think of it that way. Uh, but then, like a lord is obviously like. You know, obsolete the male head of a household, but now the part of the problem is the word husband has been totally divested of every sense of authority in the minds of everyone, right? Right. So then, like you know, like there's no, I think there's no real term anymore that that a woman could use to actually refer to her husband um, in a way that would be understood. In some sort of uh, authoritative honorific, as far as that goes. Now the problem, though, is that. These honorifics in society, they have a way of forming a person's understanding of the relationship itself. So do you want your daughter to call you Harrison? No. What do you want her to call you? Dad or father. Why? Something like that. Why? Isn't that you well, just being tyrannical and oppressive <laughs> and patriarchal? And No, I, I think it communicates the nature of the relationship. Which is what? Which is, you know, I'm the parent who has authority over my child and my child is, you know, subject to me. Okay, so like what happens it, what, what happens in a society is when the honorifics go, then the respect goes typically. Right. So like, so think about, every, you know, like uh, churches used to call their pastors pastor, right? And part of that was like a exercise in form, forming their character. And then, you know, a lot of your like, you know, mega church pastors just want to be called by the first name and everything else. Well, part of what mm-hmm. happens is then, then like there's a temptation just to view them as just another one of the guys or something like that. Right. 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 So but then the same thing is happening in the home. You know, you, you know, like the kind of typically, you know, people like the kind of kid who just says, you know, like my dad's name is Eddie. And if I just walk up to him and say, hey, Eddie, you know, what, how are you doing, Eddie? You know. It's like, whoa, 
whoa, what just happened? That's a little there? weird. That's a little weird, right? So, but then if you were to do that to the president, you're just say, hey, you know, uh, uh, Joe, what's going on, man? You know, everyone <laughs> would think that's weird. You know, you do that to the queen. Like, so, like the thing is, like uh, we we have rules for authority relationships across the board, but then one of the things that we don't want to do is apply it to a husband wife relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So I think where the offense is, that, like, like there's a kind of offense that is had just by even asking the question, should wives call their husband Lord? And I think the primary kind of offense that is coming from that kind of reaction is the kind of offense that basically says, I don't actually look at him like a Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't want to view him that way. This is my opposite. You don't understand. This is my marriage. This is my opposite sex bestie, you know? This right. is my friend. This is my lover. This is not my, you know, Lord or master or authority, ugh, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think the re- reaction is that way. Now, it's it's that way uh, in one sense, but I think it's um, so like from ladies to men is that there's a kind of reaction to the idea itself uh, of actually using an honorific to your husband because it's like you don't actually view him as a husband in what that means. Does that make sense? Yeah, meaning the, you don't you don't view them as like a lord over you, right? Or a person in authority over you. Like uh, you don't view him as a king of the household. You don't view him that mm-hmm. way. You don't view him the way that Sarah viewed Abraham, mm-hmm. such that in casual conversation, you know, she would refer to him that way as a perfectly natural thing, because that's how she viewed him. All right, so. But then the other issue is that there's most guys who like that would be a joke to call them that because they're such awful leaders. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're the servant leader kind of types who are just basically walking up and hey, what do you want to do, honey? You know, we can do whatever you want, you know, that kind of thing. And so, like, I think like so like some of the offense is him, Lord, ha ha ha. You know, that's a joke. Right. And then part of it is, no, I don't want to look at him that way. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Even if he is all right. So there's that. Now, uh, just let, let me uh, change the subject here. Growing up, I um, there was an uncle of mine that um, wanted me to call him sir because we're living in the South, and you know that seemed respectful and that seemed like um, so. There's a, you know just an expectation on his part, and this isn't something that necessarily my parents made me do or something like that you know hey you know you see older people you say you know yes sir no sir no ma'am they may or towards the early part of our life but not towards that part and so i think one of the things that happened is you know him making some sort of demand you know you need to call us yes sir no sir so, you know it felt like um I, something i resisted if, if that makes sense it's something that mm-hmm. i resisted and like you know, I, I thought to myself, there's nowhere in the Bible where it says that I need to call people, sir. This is just a purely cultural artifact and everything else, right? It's just uh, some arbitrary thing that people decided at some point in history to do. And I can respect you. I can show you respect without having to say the honorific kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I can do that. But then the problem is that, like, I think that saying the honorific itself has a way of changing like bringing to mind the the nature of the relationship and actually forming your character to a certain degree does that make sense yeah so if you say it like it's like a medicine for you that constantly is like it's it's like it's formative to you 
it, yeah, it kind of retrains your mind to um, think in a more appropriate way about the relationship, right? Right. And, and re- so recently I did some work for him and I'm, you know, I'm 39 years old. I recently did some work for him and I thought to myself, I need to say, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. And, and you know what? Like when I said it and I, I made myself say it cause I, I was kind of repenting of how my, you know, my sorry attitude before, but it was amazing that like, like it's like my view of him changed to where I made an effort to say it and it and it put me in a submissive kind of position. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. By by saying that it put me in a position of submission that reminded me of like, hey, you know, I need to be cautious in how I speak to like someone who's an elder, you know, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to fight it like I did in my rebellious youth. I'm going to like embrace it and go with it. And, 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 and I would say that that really was kind of a interesting scenario that happened in my mind. So, all right. So the answer to the question though, is I think what needs to happen essentially is that if women are going to follow Sarah's example, it wouldn't be the worst idea. You know, if they actually want to, if they want to do that, I think having some sort of honorific that they refer to their husband by would do the same thing that my scenario did to me. And it's something that we knew in past generations. It's just something that as we've rejected the idea of authority in marriage, those have gone, right? We still mm-hmm. retain it in other relationships. Like, you know, like call me dad and mom or daddy and mommy. You don't say my name, you know, whatever, like what's wrong with you. Right. right. So, so like, that's the thing. I think like if we could bring that back, it, like I think that uh, that's entirely biblical. That's something that, like God um, designed. I, I think God's designed honorifics to function in that particular way. Now the question, though, is which one, right? Which honorific? Yeah, which one? You know, so like, was the was there a command specifically to keep on saying "corias"? You know, well, mm-hmm. well, we now we have to translate it into another language, and like, what is the appropriate translation? And, you know, is it husband, you know, and I would say that husband has lost all the sense of respect that uh, it used to have, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, you can try to reform your mind to say, okay, husband, you know, and I know what that means. And maybe that's sufficient, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, you know, I, I think even within the passage, though, you have husbands, like, uh, you know, a Greek word for husbands that's being used and a word for Lord being used. And so I think, you know, like, I don't know that there's a whole lot of options. I, I think, you know, if you say master or something like that, right, <laughs> that would uh, probably communicate um, things that are more salacious in nature, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I don't know that that's a good one. I, I think Lord is like a word that still has the meaning of a husband. It still has the meaning of a, you know, a ruler by hereditary right. To whom service and obedience are due, I think it. You know, it still has the. Op, I mean, there's the obsolete, the male head of a household. I think it's. I think it. It might be that if we are trying to pick an honorific, you know, it would be nice if the church, you know, would just embrace that again, right? As the way that um, we do it. Uh, what we had before was sir. I think we sir was that in Christ, in Christian culture and in our country, and that's gone away. And so I don't know that it would be, that wouldn't be, like, sir would be maybe a, uh, 
something that could function in a similar way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I just think, so the short answer to the question is, I think, I do think that if there was some kind of honorific like that, that could be uh, comparable, that does clearly communicate notions of authority and hierarchy, I do like, I think what that would do would be to strengthen marriage. I don't think it would disrupt it. And what most people think is that that would be a death blow to marriages, but I think that would actually help if that makes yeah. sense. So that's my yeah, thought. I, you know, I, that's, that's something really interesting to think about overall. And, um, you know, it seems like such a normal thing and pretty much every area, I, I guess at least most other areas of life, except for marriage marriage yeah i think we've kind of been trained by the hallmark well i used uh, to call my coach coach disney movies right right i used used to call my coach coach i I call him coach speck you know i didn't call him bill hey bill (laughs) yeah because that would i mean in a certain sense it's you're you're really being pretty disrespectful by doing that you know and and so i think that is a really interesting thing and and hopefully uh what we're talking about while at first might get you know, a, a eye roll and, and maybe a, well, you know, Tim's finally lost it. Uh, probably <laughs> He's so. Finally, hey, finally I lost it a long time ago, end. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, this is nothing you know, new. <laughs> may, hopefully for some of the people who might have, you know, uh, thought that going into it, uh, hopefully you've given them something to think about. Think about. You I know, can't and, think of a better honorific than that, but like, you know, well, right. I'm open to their, I'm open to suggestions, but I think, you know, some sort of honorific like that, that communicates authority would, I think, um, I, I would, let me, let me challenge the ladies who might be offended by this. I want to challenge okay. you. I, I, here's, here's my challenge to you. You think it's like, if you're tempted to think it's absolutely absurd, this is like, um, you know, someone who's advocating wife spanking or something like that. Here's my <laughs> challenge to you. Like I, I would challenge you to like read first Peter three every day. And call your husband Lord. Like at first it may be in an ironic way, but ask God, like just do it, just do it. And read the mm-hmm. verse every day and do it. And ask God to, you know, change your heart, not make it so hostile to that idea. Because there, you obviously should recognize that there's a sense in which he is the Lord of your household and the Lord of your mm-hmm. home and the ruler of your home. And like that's what being subject means. I would I would challenge anyone to do that for thirty days. Read read that verse for every day for thirty days, and 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 ask God. Hey, I'm going to try to say this with my words, but I would ask you to help me to think about Him that way too. Like as if mm-hmm. like He's in authority over me, and not to fight it and not to embrace it. And then I would say after thirty days, ask your husband, did you feel like I did a better job following you mm-hmm. this month or not? You know, and I guarantee you, he'll say yes. <laughs> well there you go there, there you go ladies who are listening uh, the gauntlet's there's thrown home- down <laughs> there, there's your homework there's the challenge um uh we want to thank you guys for listening to the this episode and and we look forward to our next discussion with you this has been another installment of iron sharpening iron As always, if you would like to have your question included in one of these midweek episodes, email us at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Gab. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move. Mm